Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Audience Please podcast with me, Adam. This is episode 10, and a happy new year. I think you can still say happy new year at the end of January. Um, so yeah, I've taken a little break out over Christmas. Um, this is just to get get my thoughts together and schedule stuff for 2020. Um, try and release podcasts uh, more regularly. Um, so hopefully get one out every couple of weeks. Um, if everything goes to plan. Um, yeah, do have some exciting guests this year um, already lined up. But if there is anyone that you know that's actively touring or releasing that you want to hear on the podcast or you want to be on the podcast, um, drop me an email at audiencepleasepodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, outside of interviews, there is some other stuff going on with the podcast this year, which is quite exciting. Um, so keep an eye out for that. I can't uh, announce anything yet, but um, yeah do keep an eye out um so back to this episode uh been trying to nail down these guys for a interview for a little while but it felt like the right time with um them going back out on another stint of touring to support their album uh, their second album out here on the fringes so chat to johnny and john of john um and it was a really really good chat so i hope you enjoy <laughs> one little uh, admin note is uh, I'm fully aware that I got the Brixton Academy uh, capacity wrong. I got called out by my girlfriend, Laura, when we were listening back. So before anyone comments, I know I got it wrong. Um, but anyway, enjoy the podcast, guys. And um, yeah, like I said, please like, follow, share and review. Uh, it really helps me out. Enjoy, guys. Bye. <laughs> So, uh, hey guys, um, uh, welcome to the next episode of the uh, Audience Please podcast. Uh, it's 2020 and I'm really, really proud to have um, John on the podcast for the first episode of the year. So, hi guys, how you doing? Hello. Hey. Thank you, you for doing? having us, yeah, Adam. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coming to our ends to record this. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so we're, we're in, uh, what's the studios called again? Uh, it's Antenna Studios in yeah. Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. In so a tiny little shoebox room. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is soundproof with carpet. Yeah. <laughs> and cobwebs <laughs> for the looks of it. No, if, if these walls. It's our magical could talk. hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Magical yeah. hole. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a phrase and a half. Yeah, so uh, if anyone hears any background noise, I, I did all I did walk into the band next door, by the way. When oh, you said the right, second okay. door on the right. They're really good. I uh, I walked into the third door on the right and just walked into their practice earlier. Because okay. I could hear you drumming, but. Uh, it sound, yeah, it sounded. Terrible. Too good. Too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, can't be the right can't, Yeah, yeah, can't, can't be the right We'll go into the next yeah. one. So, um, yeah, and also just, uh, I know I've mentioned it on podcast before, but I've got to thank uh, Mr. Newton in front of us for the art for the podcast. So thank you. Thank, thanks, it John, was a again. Pleasure to be yeah. part of that. Yeah. yeah, so exactly. So, um, yeah, really, really good to have these guys on. So, yeah, anyway, how have you, have you guys been? And how's it been since the, the release of the your second album out here on the fringes it's been, it's been a, bit pretty, of a bit of a whirlwind hasn't it it's been pretty yeah crazy to be honest we haven't really had much time to think about it it's all gone pretty quick obviously we've had a nice break over christmas and new year and it you know we've talked about it so many times where we have one week off and it feels like fucking ages <laughs> whereas <laughs> yeah. when you play for like four weeks straight like every week you get so used to it then when you have one week off it feels like you've forgotten everything but then you get back in the room you're like, oh okay great yeah we still know how to do it but it's been really sort of overwhelming, really, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's just been a case of kind of, um, ever since it came out, just kind of doing it justice and um, and kind of putting the work in by playing as many shows and supporting it and, you know, putting you know putting them out into the world at various record shops and getting them out to people just because, you know, want people to enjoy them. Yeah. How's the, how's the reaction been to the album so far? Um, 
been more like incredible than we ever thought. I would have thought. I mean, we were happy with it, but we never expected it to go kind of beyond, you know, like what the first one did. Maybe a bit more, but it went loads more. Really, just seeing it like prop up in like all places across the world, people holding it up and stuff, and videos of their kids dancing to it. It's pretty mental. <laughs> really, I yeah. hadn't seen that. We're not, yeah, no. loads, sending us videos of their kids dancing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's yeah, like you. The first, the first album was very much like we were really pleased with it and we were really excited to get it out and it was more, you know, try and get it out to as many people. And then I think with the second one, we, we knew there was a bit more of an audience, but yeah. like, we didn't, we really didn't expect, um, you know, to get into the UK vinyl charts. and to Number be able 33. To, 33. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't sound great. But, um, but on the grand, yeah, in the grand scheme plaque, of things. It's well, 33. I think, I think what people don't see is they, obviously, because it's on our own label, so everything is really, um, you know, just done from really close to our hands. So pretty mm. much, we, I think we pretty much touch every single record that goes out there, really. Caress. So uh, caress it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it is, I don't know, it was really gratifying to like realise that you can make a mark in like those really big, you know, those big you know, channels of validation where actually some, you know, a lot of the time, you know, it takes you know, investment. Yeah, like yeah. people coming up to us asking how who our promoter is and how we do it. Whereas you're just like, it's just us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've not got anything. We well, know, we've got stuff now, but before we were doing everything. Yeah, and that's like that. it's really nice to see and um, obviously it's happened with other bands as well that we know. But um, yeah, to see you guys, like I was saying, like when I was in Bristol a few weeks ago and like walking into the rough trade shop and seeing you guys on their chalkboard for the top 100 albums of the year. Yeah, and then you guys amazing. going, oh, we're going to do a do an interview with Hugh Stevens on, on Radio Radio 1 and it's just like yeah it's it's really nice to see that yeah if you put the hard work in it is it is pulling off uh, for like bands in our sort of scene and yeah I think it's always been our motto is just to turn up to everything play everything do everything you can speak to everyone you can and just be good people as well and just do yeah. it <laughs> do you know what I mean just do it just don't not do it do it every chance you get everything you think is good enough just do it don't ever turn it down and then eventually it pays off and also just like there's no yeah there's no like um you know there's no s scheming to it it's li it's literally like you know just really really enjoy making the music yeah. and and like the rest of the stuff when you do you know you well, there is the, the fact of kind of going out and posting records out and doing that work but it doesn't it doesn't really feel like work when you really enjoy something that much so you know it's yeah it's it's great um yeah, it's, it's great. I, I think you hit the nail on the head, though, there. Um, and again, I think it comes from, like, this... I hate to use the word scene, but like, it is, like, when you're more face-to-face -face in that scene and having that personal touch, it's things like... Little things like um, you guys signing the record, so you've been doing those represses of out here yeah, on the fringes yeah. and doing those signings. Now, that's really special to some fans, especially yeah. the, the newer fans of the band, and they and they like that that extra touch yeah. it, it really does does add a little bit of icing on the cake it's also yeah. funny because I think point people are thinking we're doing that in some studio somewhere but what the reality <laughs> is it's like I'm turning up at John's at like 7 in the morning with like marker pens and running out of ink <laughs> just like <laughs> on a kitchen inside my kitchen like trying to sign them all yeah. in sequence we've been smudging them and, and we're just like fuck I've got yeah. work <laughs> well I think I think that's kind of quite symptomatic of the band in general it's like is you know the the name John being deliberately being something that is slightly anti-sensational, yeah. And you know the way that we've always ran it is is you know it isn't uh, you know a big glitzy machine. Like obviously we've you know got to play some amazing venues in lot in front of a lot of people, mm. and that's amazing. But like you know yeah you, you just uh, there's a there's a fact to kind of you know getting these records out out to people and yeah. it's it's probably not what people expect and you know at the end of the day like you know probably Falco's words <laughs> ring true how how to spot a record company that song uh, yeah. by by Future the Left you know yeah what is what constitutes a proper setup you know you and and I think do you, do you think that's do you think that's a, a, a shift as well in the way we consume music as well because uh obviously like streaming services and etc no 
like I know my own personal preference as a, a fan years ago was it was very easy to go and pick up a CD and there was a, a lot more range to the CDs. But now when it comes to physical copies, it's very much for a band like yourselves, you have to invest your own personal money and time in that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it, it very much adds that. Yeah, like I mean, special was... nature to it. Do you think? Do you think it's the because of the shift in the music industry as well that bands and labels have had to change the way you almost have to sell the band? Like... It's honestly, I think when anything gets oversaturated, people go mm. back to what it was or back to another point. So like when yeah. it was CDs and physical stuff, and then streaming came and it was like this new thing, and everyone yeah. was doing it, and then it all died. Yeah, and then now it's just overblown, and everyone's getting like rubbish quality streaming songs of Spotify that they didn't realise could sound so much better through a vinyl or a CD yeah. and then actually having the physical copy because it's got artwork on yeah. and mm. lyrics and everything included people starting to realise that actually like things that are physical and crafted are actually way better to have than just something that if your laptop dies you haven't got anymore yeah. so it's kind of I don't know I, I like to think that people have gone back to actually liking to own physical stuff again yeah. yeah, I think it's like it's it's having a kind of um, a balance between obviously like the phys- the physical object being more you know yeah like there being some kind of um, excitement or attachment to it, yeah, yeah. To it yeah, yeah. but also making sure that <clears throat> that physical product is really really good and really mm. worth you know worth the money and and the and the production because. Um, you know, I wouldn't like to see it as being this exercise of kind of just trying to grab as much money out of people as possible by kind of moving across different, no. you know. Yeah, and and that's media. and that's what I've liked as well um, with certain bands and like yourselves and other bands um, where even if they're on a smaller scale and ne- don't necessarily have the budget, they'll still put the time in to make sure that that. And it's all, it's all about selling that package, that vinyl, and making sure it is something special. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. it's a gatefold vinyl that it's not just a black vinyl, it's a coloured vinyl. Like, Holy Raw do that really well, like, with their... Mm-hmm. I know that's a label and they've got a bit of funding yeah. um, behind the bands, but they'll make sure every vinyl release, it's not just a black vinyl, it'll be, like, splattered this, <laughs> yeah. splattered that. And it, well, like it you said, it's more lucrative for, for yeah. like... You know the collector man- mentalities definitely come back. So it is these these colours. Yeah, it's, numbers like, it's like the green vinyl that you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah, the whole yeah. point was if we're going to repress it, make it different. Don't make it the same. And like the, the that goes with that is actually people want another one because it's nice to own the collection. But yeah. that was not the main reason. It's just because we've got the option to do a different colour. Yeah. I mean, why keep it the same? Do you know what I mean? Why keep making yeah. the same colour? Make it fun. Well, it's like the bookmarks that we did for the singles. I was going to um, say about that. Yeah. Um, so we released, I mean, the last single, you know, from the album mm. um, to, well, was it? No, to, it's coming out tomorrow, but we released the bookmark kind of yeah. today. So like, yeah, originally we we were putting out the first single, which was Future Thinker. Yeah. Um, and it kind of made sense to have this really anachronistic object that is very nostalgic, like, kind of looks like something out of a provincial museum or yeah. when you join like some sort of book club or something <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah the opposite of what you kind of expect from i guess like a you know a, a, a loud band yeah you know and that and and also just really lovely they're they're really lovely crafted objects mm. and um so to kind of like we then realized that the second single it, you know we didn't want to kind of reinvent the wheel when it was kind of so we there's this you know there's a series of colours and, you know, people yeah. really got on board with that. And mm. and also, yeah, I, I don't know. They're just, they are, they're, they're really... Well, it's nice. They I mean, they're made, they're good quality. They're those things that sort of, you know, they're tactile, aren't they? You know, mm. they're embossed as well, so they feel good. It's just like things that, you know... But that's going back to that quality piece again. It's like yeah. you haven't... You see a lot of bands that just go, oh, I've got to make a T-shirt. And they make... Mm. And I was talking about this today with... Um, uh, making T-shirts, for example, mm-hmm. and I know I've spoken to you about it before. I don't want, like, as a fan, I don't want a half-assed T-shirt. Mm. I want a nice design, but also, like, the amount of, and I own fucking sixty band T-shirts. So many of them are on like proper cheap quality stuff, 
Like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It, and you wear them like five times, and you're well, like, it's the ones that, that yeah. lose the shape and it comes like a dish. Or like the, the the print washes out, and you're yeah. like, I've worn this five times, like, and I've spent fifteen quid on this. It's like, well, the thing is, what we did early on, well, not early on, later on, but we used to get paid like you know, fuck all like most bands do. Mm. And we used to just spend it on beers at the bar all the time, or spend it on whatever. Because <laughs> you think, fuck it, we got paid twenty quid, let's have a few beers. But what we started doing was just not spending it and putting it in a pot. Yeah. For years, until we had enough, then we could start actually paying for decent quality stuff because we had the money. Because when you're, you know, in a band that aren't making a lot, you don't necessarily. Sometimes you skimp because you can't afford the good yeah, quality. Yeah, so yeah. you don't. It's not necessarily sometimes because they're skimping. It's because they can't afford it. So you think, oh, you get more for your money. We'll make more money. Blah blah blah. But actually, the you know, if you can save and not, you know, put, you know, put aside and just save, then you can afford the higher quality stuff, and it mm. sort of kind of paints a better picture. Because people be like, oh, that last T-shirt I bought was really cool. Good, it lasted yeah. ages. So next time you see them, like, I'll buy another one because they know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, and also, I, you know, you could say the same thing about videos. I mm. just it came into my head because yeah. I had this discussion with someone, and and basically, like, just don't. I, I I'm of the opinion, like, don't make a video unless you have a really good idea. Mm. And like, yes, that video can, like can be you know it can be really good like you know visuals with music like mm. great you know yeah. there's a long history of that yeah. but like i don't i think it should the idea should come first and then it can become a promotional tool yeah. through it being really good i think i, was, I think it was mikey from frauds the other day yeah it was i just don't like you know and and their for example their stop motion video that uh, Nikki yeah, so, so Mikey's cool. partner that's made, wicked yeah which is brilliant because it is a brilliant idea but she also made the their little figurines and like their little tops and everything and they're all like they've got a John that, T-shirt on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, uh, to bring it back uh, in yeah. slide in there yeah, yeah. yeah basically don't make anything like original prankster <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're totally right and I think I've said it before on the podcast there is. Uh, and again, I hate using this word, but I will use it again. But it's that whole. The, obviously, the music is, a band is about the music, but there is when you get to that point, there is a wider sphere of almost image that you've got to, like you say, like the like the the merch, the videos, the everything yeah. like that, and that's the way you carry yourself as a band. Because mm-hmm. again, if I'm watching a a YouTube video of a band and it's dog shit, then. Why would I go back on YouTube well, and watch that band again? Before, yeah. like the band The Armed, who like we talked about with their videos, like they may not be the sort of band I put on and listen to, but every time you showed me a video, I was like, "This is amazing!" Like, yeah, it's like a film, you, you, and it's just like yeah. it keeps and they're consistent yeah. without being like. Kind but that's of the whole thing. Predictable. Of, that's whole so. thing of image. They've created this thing, even though it's outside of the music of exactly. just this crazy world so rather, of The Armed in yeah. in YouTube. It's essentially this world of them yeah. in YouTube, and it's amazing, and, and it's a great promotional tool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, it made me think. Oh, I'm gonna. What was that band? And then you know, because I wanted to watch that video. Well, you again. do. You walk away and you go, oh, you remember that video with the, the guy with the bush running around? And you think, but you're, yeah, but you almost, <laughs> want, yeah, you almost want it to be like an in, independent yeah. idea. I know that it does marry in with the music, but like, yeah, yeah. I just, I think a lot of a lot of bands, and I think a lot of young bands, like, will think that they have to do these things. And that's it, that's and that's yeah. just like, and that's where it gets really. Frustrating, frustrating because people think that they have to have a certain amount of production value or a certain, mm. you know, yeah, or a certain aesthetic. And it's like. The thing is, you can do a lot on a small budget. You just have to know how to use the shit equipment. That you've got. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but you have to have a good idea. Like An idea is better than having. And that's that's the know, thing, it's about having a good idea about being genuine. What did you it. say? <laughs> like this. So, oh, no, snap. Yeah. So, um, moving on back to the album, though. Um, so, how how do you think um, this album's progressed uh, compared to your first album musically and around the themes? And going back to, like, talking around, like, you as a band and obviously this, uh, the music and the lyrics are certainly based around, like, your experience in Crystal Palace. But how do you think you've moved on from the first album and developed and and live as well. Like, how do you think that's? Uh, it's a weird been? question because like I don't know. John obviously you could talk more about the lyrics, lyrics and yeah, songwriting, yeah, yeah. but I think as like the music side of it, I don't think we ever really thought about 
what 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 are we going to do next? Like, what's our thing? We had ideas of like a concept of how we like to. It's more like answering a question. Like we got give, like coming up with a an idea and then answering it with music and kind of. You know, it was never like planned to mm. be what it was. It just came out. But okay. we had an idea of kind of like a sort of story essentially or like a kind of like a an idea of like a title and it was it was, that's what kept playing on our heads and giving us kind of fuel to kind of create more yeah. stuff and then you would come up with some things for me to go away and I'd write something or we'd come in and we'd talk about an idea and then it would sort of manifest in the song but it was yeah because it is it's quite it, it very much it kind of happens in the room like Johnny and I both do have ideas outside of rehearsal but very rarely is a whole song. We like, might use like a down. snippet of a riff or like a little bit of a lyric, and then it will be yeah. something completely different. Yeah, we like yeah. normally we've never written anything like I've never gone away and wrote a whole song on guitar and then come in and we've played it and that's yeah, the yeah. song. It's always been like okay, and then we'll go off and just jam something yeah. else and somehow I'll work something from that idea. Back yeah, and in, sometimes so. sometimes it will start with a drum beat rather than yeah. you know I think most people would probably think oh if it's guitar and drums it'll start with a guitar mm. and then the drum would would follow you know the pace of that but sometimes it's I mean actually like more Standard Hauntings on the second album like like was led by vocals like yeah. I, I remember writing the kind of fast paced vocals I mean obviously people yeah. would need to listen to the song <laughs> but um, it's, very, it's very good but um, yeah that that kind of informed the drum beat and then Johnny kind of followed that so yeah it's not always you know straightforward I mean there's a lot of like bands as well that influence at the time where we think I like that what they're doing and we like to Mm. write something along those like never like write a song like that because nothing ever we write ends up coming out like anything well you're always going to be inspired like but there's certain times where we'll go in and we'll be like you know we really like these bands at the moment and not necessarily say it but something will come out that will be sort of influenced by yeah, yeah, you just pick up to little it. bits for sure. Mm. Exactly. It's more like the structures and the timings and like, you know, like the you know, what you do and how you play it and how you structure a song that kind of influences more from bands rather than actual just trying to make it sound like them. Yeah. And also because we we kind of got really pleasantly interrupted by the Idols tour in 2018. <laughs> so this was recorded in three... <laughs> in, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. uh, I was going to come up at some yeah, point. I know, that's what I meant. <laughs> you, you were probably going to bring it up anyway. I know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I, you bloody forgot what I was going to say. No, go but, on. No, uh, <laughs> we recorded it in three sessions across the year. Because yeah. obviously we went away and then came back. And yeah. actually we sound checked some songs, which yeah. was the first time we've ever done <clears> that, and, and realised that actually, oh, that's a really good time to test out. Yeah, yeah. Quick, quickly on that point before you move on, how, like, was that a really good test? Because you, uh, I know we were talking the other day, I think we were messaging each other, and you were saying about playing in front of like a big empty room and just going... Fuck it! Should we just uh, play this new song that we've been writing? Was that was that, that was, was that was that, was that like almost like the, the the test for those songs? Like, well, it's nice, isn't it? Because you, you've got an amazing system. You've got amazing yeah. systems and yeah. monitors. So it's like when you got a sound check and you've like, especially now, more so with idols because idols you'd, you've had hardly much time to sound check. You'd have like, depending on how long they were sound checking. Because we're supporting, it's yeah, 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 like, yeah. You would yeah. get like half an hour to you know forty five minutes, maybe twenty minutes sometimes. So we'd make the most of the soundtrack, and if it sounded, sometimes you're just like first song, like, fine, that's perfect, and then we'd soundcheck. But having like a you know a, a thousand cap venue to yourself with no one in it, and like an insane sound system, <laughs> it kind of like gives you an idea of like how that song's going to sound live, because in a rehearsal room it sounds quite different. You know, it's in your did head. You, did, more than did you have did you have all uh, all the guys from Idols just stood there watching you, just going? We had Dave yeah, guys. Yeah, Dave came. He really liked. He really liked Future Thinker, didn't yeah. he? And so we, he would always had, uh, come and film that. There was that yeah. weird uh, Swiss cinema where um, what was it? Bowen and Lee were filming through the old protector while thing we while it. we were sound checking. They were just going tall black <laughs> <laughs> like, and like oh. zooming in tall. God, do you know what? I'm having flashbacks from the Manchester gig now, and it was before you turned up and. You were sound checking oh, with with uh, uh, Nima from Arrows of oh, Blood. Yeah. Still on the train. Yeah. And me, me and Damien, we're just oh, 
yeah, that was that was funny. That, we almost formed a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, fuck, if Johnny doesn't turn up, what was really it. funny was Nemo had like plugged my thing in the wrong way around, so it would have been like a complete new band. <laughs> 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 we had the guitar going through bass and the bass came through guitar amp. So I was like, what is it? When I started playing, I was like, what yeah, the fuck's yeah. this? I mean, obviously, it's like hours of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. really, we kind of after meeting him, we we listened back through the albums and you know he's got some riffs on him. I think yeah. he lives just down the road now. As yeah, well. he texted me the other day. He said, "Mr. Burns." Yeah, <laughs> well, he dropped he dropped me off at my doorstep. Blessing yeah, that, yeah, that, that morning of that, that, that drive. That was the weirdest, drive. drunkest, no sleep kind of waking up feeling fine I've ever felt. Like, <sighs> what was it we didn't get home to about five or six a.m. So, work. so for the for the listeners, yeah, for, yeah, for the listeners, sorry, we're we're sidetracking. So for the listeners, basically. John supported uh, McCluskey in Manchester, and we went on a on a bit of a van journey. But John, but John, but Johnny, <laughs> but Johnny turned up later. Yeah. And then uh, on the way back, it was a very it was just a weird twilight experience of. Well, apparently we drive. broke down. I don't apparently, well, much. yeah. <laughs> and and Nemo Nima fell asleep in the service station, then managed to grab an uh, RAC driver before we couldn't leave that service yeah. station. Yeah. Boring him borrowing my headphones to listen to a podcast because he was so fed up of us talking. It's it a very bizarre well, like, drive. We, we knew it was going to be, because obviously London to Manchester and then play a show Manchester to London is Fuck. not... I was I mean, so Nima, drunk I didn't even Nima, think about like, it, but when you think about it now, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, Nima didn't <laughs> said, you know, he doesn't yeah. he, he doesn't usually kind of do those. Well, I can of, see why. Yeah, no, no. Well, we did yeah. it once before with frauds when we we, we did the worst one in oh, my horrible. life. We yeah. we went on tour with frauds like two or three years ago, and we 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 went up, we played Edinburgh. Got, went out. We, we went, went out. out. You got back about one, and me and Mikey and Chris stayed out till five in the morning. Then we got back at six. Had to get out of the hostel by eight or something. Had to drive from Edinburgh to Manchester play a show and then after the show drive from Manchester back to London Oh my and I had to drop God. everyone off <laughs> <laughs> so I was the last person over I just remember getting in at 5am in the morning going oh, never again yeah. no yeah, that was, was like as, as a passenger and I'd had a few to drink that night but yeah. bear in mind I was stood behind the merch table not drinking for about two hours because I was stranded on that fucking uh, mezzanine yeah, level merch, yeah. and uh, yeah it was it, even for me it was, a, it was a weird experience yeah like, yeah. considering also I've never toured in a band, so I couldn't imagine doing that multiple days in a row. Yeah, and also the fact you know we had, you know Fal- uh, Falco from McCluskey kind of joined us well, on the that, way up. That was, that was well, I mean, yeah, that was super nice. You that know, was that yeah. was a treat. Yeah. Um, so quickly, and before we move on to the, the I suppose the last bit of the podcast, like how was um, I know you've probably been asked this before. How was the the tour with Idols and uh, in Europe? Was that um, just sort of? A, but but yeah. was was that a sort of? Um, I don't know, sort of a clarifying moment for you guys as a band, thinking, yeah, yeah I mean, we can push yeah. on to the next step kind of thing. It was, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we both felt like we deserved to do it. Like, we felt like we mm. worked really hard and, you know, we thought we were good enough that we could do it. And we, it went really well. And I think we went, like, we were really well received and we had a lot of good sort of feedback. So it was really enjoyable. And I also think it gave us an insight of what we could be doing, like mm. you were just saying. So we totally. kind of, it makes you want it more. A bit, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you want yeah. that kind of uh, freedom to be able to just go play these amazing places that, you know, you, you dream of watching bands play, let alone playing them yourselves. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, and it just, yeah, it just opens up because you've got so many people coming to see you. I mean, obviously it's one support, so by and large there's like 70, 80% of the crowd in, in there mm. for, for, for one support. Yeah. Well, I remember I remember Berlin, for example, where I, where I came out to Berlin, SA36. Yeah. Like, it was rammed yeah. for you guys. And yeah. it was, and I said to you guys that night, it was really heartwarming to see that, that venue so full for you guys. It yeah. was, yeah. That was yeah. a really good gig, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and basically, so, yeah, but I, I think, you know, it, you know, I, I, I went into it being like, you know, I just, I just want to do a great, you know, a great job every night and do do what we know we can do every night and just take it take it across and you know take it across Europe and enjoy each city as it comes and mm. there's no there's the great thing is is that absolutely like no there's no regret with any no. of it it's yeah. just like the only thing I think you, you get sick of is bread and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> bread, cheese, and meat, like everywhere. Like you, like it's amazing for the first. Well, it's a very meat. continental. Uh, it's incredible. Dish. <laughs> and you're like, this is the best bread, best cheese, best meat I've ever had. But then after a week of it, you're like, fuck me. Yeah. What I'd give for like I don't know a tin of soup, a mango, some cornflakes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, but so, so moving on to the the. Uh, 
the most important part of the podcast. So uh, top three gigs, and you're gonna do you're gonna do your own separate ones for this, or you're gonna do combined. I think we'll, we'll, there might be some combined ones. Yeah, so, we were, so top, we've both yeah we've obviously been. Yeah, so top three gigs played as a as a band, and it doesn't have to be this band; okay. it can be well, previous ones as well. Top three played, we can do separately. Separately, yeah, because sometimes <laughs> I have a stonker when he has a, <laughs> <laughs> he has a fair he enough. That's a good one. But gone. He's gonna go first. Oh, I hate that gig. <laughs> um, Go on. Me first. Yeah. Uh, well, I yeah, I think it's hard not to say playing the like the Bataclan was. Is that your number three or number one? Um, Which way you work in? I you just do, do I have to specify because no, that feels really no, annoying. No, that's to all right. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Bat, yeah so Bataclan. like that's gonna be special because it was like the, well, it was the last show of the yeah. the the, yeah. the, tour, it, so it's like the crowning we, moment. We would agree that like that's. I was gonna say before we answer these questions, can we put that aside and do another three? Because, <laughs> because the Bataclan is like no no other gig will ever top that because it was the last gig of the tour. It's an incredible venue. Yeah, and we I think we played as best we could ever play. We just didn't. Yeah, and it was one of those ones we both agree on. Yeah. So I was like, I'd rather name another three because that one. Yeah, is maybe maybe numbers. just yeah. It's, Cast that one off because that's too easy. <laughs> Put that one in the um, vault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what was uh, right? So what was so, and obviously we know the history around the Bataclan. Mm. Um, but what was so special about that gig? Other was, other than obviously the the history. It was the it was knowing that it was the end of what we just did. Yeah. Like yeah. Twenty seven yeah. shows in thirty days, like just me and John, two people playing to that many the same crowd that idols are playing to what um capacity is it out of interest i think it's like 1800 yeah. oh so it's all like 600 so it's about brixton academy size then yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty yeah. massive they've got a mezzanine at the top i think it was just yeah. that it was that 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 was the first time i think of the whole tour we stepped out and we were like oh, i'm gonna enjoy this yeah because yeah. before you were so nervous whereas this one you're like it's the last one you're just like fuck it Mm. This is like, this is just got a fucking. Like, I just don't care. It's the last time I'm ever gonna do this tour ever. You know, we probably won't ever do this again. Yeah. So we just really went for it. Really enjoyed it. And I don't know. You could just see people really going for it. And you know, Rosie was there. My wife and some of my family were there. And it was just one of those gigs that felt really. None of my family were there. Ah. Shows how much you love. And I was singing at the time. Um, <laughs> No, um, Sorry, let's get that tiny violin out for uh, for Newton. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, pretty special. And it was funny because it was like the tour was bookended by massive venues. So we did yeah. uh, Lair in, in oh, Neil. Oh yeah, and that, that was like. But you know what's funny about playing Betterclan was Rosie and everyone in my family had come to stay in Paris. Yet they were staying for the night after the gig. I had to get back on the bus. <laughs> and, and I had to drive back to London so like they were there there it was like 9 o'clock and they are all staying out in Paris for the night and I'm just like waving on the bus like see ya that was quite yeah <laughs> anyway, okay right, so, so yeah so um, moving on from Bataclan uh, are the top gigs you've played then um, I I might say oh god I might say Vera yeah, do you think? I thought like, you were going to say that. Do you think so? so? I think that's in, so. In Kroninger, okay. just because like it's when, such, when when was this? So that's on the Idols tour, mm-hmm. um, but it's just such an amazing venue, and there's such a community spirit because you can kind of you know it's a community run venue with kind of volunteers, yeah, and they have their own screen printing workshop, mm. which does all the promotional posters. So. It's definitely the coolest venue, I think. Put it up where, there, sorry, where is this again? This is in Groningen in the Netherlands, so North okay. North Netherlands. It's, just... it's where they have Eurosonic, the festival. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to put up for mine, if we do it in turns, as uh, Bad Bon, just because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Switzerland, even though I didn't really like the Zurich and central Switzerland, where Bad Bon is like in the middle of the country, like a field, like a farming town it's the middle of nowhere and it's this tiny little building and it's still sponsored by Marlboro cigarettes so it's like <laughs> looks like it's lost <laughs> it in time school. it looks yeah. like a, a kind of wild west saloon yeah. bar but in and, the middle of Switzerland and they've got crazy wow. sculptures in the fields everywhere and then we, it's tiny it must have been like two three hundred cap yeah so you the smallest them, venue yeah. on the tour yeah. and it was like oh what on the idol store yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it was oh, fucking fuck. brutal I wish I'd come to that <laughs> and then not just that afterwards they set up a huge table with like you know, food, cooked, cooked food. food. It was yeah. like, and everyone sat on it like a banquet and chatted afterwards. It, all the staff and all the bands, and it was like this. Oh, that's amazing. It, for me, that was like a really nice thing to like go play somewhere that was really like. It's also really bizarre because it was, they obviously it is a quite a special, unusual 
approach to the gig as well because it's it was on a Sunday mm. and everyone by and large has to drive there because you it's can't in the R7 really, nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also it's an early show. Yeah. And I, did I, I said it was on a Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Long day. So Sunday. Sunday, and it's like the show. I think we we started at about five, and I oh, almost yeah. probably played at about half six or something. Yeah. So like the show was over really early. Yeah, um, but yeah, just super super special, and it's yeah. I mean, if uh, you can probably search pictures on Google, and they just have this big banner. So yeah. when you woke up on the bus, you just walked yeah. out see this kind of saloon bar and it just on the front of it just says where the hell is Bad Bon oh, and that's basically exactly that's what you're thinking because it's just in the middle of uh, just the smoke middle of I'll have to uh, I'll have to look these up I might link them yeah. to the uh, episode when oh, I post yeah. it up but I find I find uh, it so hard because once you start talking about those places then I'm like I want to oh, speak about Loppen in yeah. Copenhagen I want to speak about I'm talking about not like, just best places we've played like best gigs that I think we've had and I think so you've, you've, said, you've said a couple let's give you one more each then I would definitely. There was. I was thinking of. I've, I've forgotten one of them, but the one I'll bring up was what? the previous tour we just did, like oh, yeah. uh, ending at the Shackwell Arms. Like great gig. Was I was there? Just super fun. <laughs> like we've had two amazing shows yeah. there, and if I can find them at the same time, we've always had a really good like welcome and lots of people really fucking going for it and really enjoying it. And I, it's just more the kind of feeling of like you're playing with your mates and, and it's it like was, a party. I was you. Taking the words out of my mouth, the word I was going to use was homecoming, and yeah. the the and I, I think I put this in the notes when I sent it to you guys earlier. The thing that's really special for me as a fan, and obviously seeing you guys over the last few years, was going from a room, so old blue last no no windmill was the first time I saw you, mm. but windmill or old blue last when there's like twenty people there, and then going to that room in the Shacklewell a couple yeah. of years, two or three years later, however long it's been, and seeing that room, and I was, like, right at the back, like, squ- literally... That's good, because well, otherwise no one would be I, able to see. I know, yeah, oh, <laughs> the tall guy is to the front. Well, it's funny, because uh, our mutual friend, Ross, mm. was like, I'll see you in there, and I was outside having a smoke, going back to Falco, having outside having a chat with Falco, and I was like... I think they're on in a minute. Went in and the room was just packed. And if you've, if anyone's been to the Shackwell Arms, like the only other time I've seen it that packed, and I don't know if it, either of you guys were there, was when Death Pedals played their last show there. No, we had a show the same night. And um, yeah, so yeah. so Wayne who produced uh, John's record yeah. um, used to be in a band was. called Death Pedals. Um, and their la- and their last show, and it was insane. You literally yeah, we were playing a game. couldn't oh, wasn't you there, couldn't get in <laughs> yeah, you couldn't get in the doors, and that's the only other time I've seen yeah. it like that. Yeah. And it was insane. Like I walked in, so I wasn't expecting that. I was like, well, finished yeah. my cigarette, walked in, and I thought, oh, I'll just be able to wander up. And I was like, yeah, what the yeah. fuck? Well, <laughs> the people who run the the people who run the venue are are really lovely. They so are like yes. Pat, Patrick Smith. Yeah, has been someone who put us on a lot and is is lovely. Yeah. Um, Danny from Club the Mammoth deserves yeah, a good shout. Yeah, Dan, Danny's he really, lovely. He really yeah. changed a lot for us, kind of starting to kind of really focus on our shows in London, and, and, and you know, that was it was great that we both had that kind of yeah. that moment sell, selling it out. And but, yeah, but I that, don't know. that gig as well was such a close call between that and the Louisiana and Bristol because it's like Bristol's our second home in terms of gigs, mm. and Louisiana was a really we had such a difficult sound check because the room sounds like crap. Like, it really does. It, it sounds like absolute dog shit. And no one's going to deny <laughs> don't, it. Don't like, like, I, no, I, I love it, and I love the venue, but it's such the a... The amazing. It's so, bad, yeah. it's so soundproof that you just hit a note, it's like, but Yeah, it's, it's so dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, and they don't, you can't turn it up. And we were so worried about it. And then... By the end of the gig, like it just went nuts, and like even Big Jeff crowd like, surfing, yeah. It was, oh, yeah, well, we I saw that, like, yeah, I saw the picture of yeah, uh, Big Jeff quite, crowd quite, surfing. Quite a rare occurrence, yeah. Apparently, and so. like, and that was just you know, it was just so fun that gig. That was like a real. So that and Shackwell for me were like a joint second. So before we move on to uh, favorite gigs, been to as a fan, any any last shouts? Uh, last shouts. Out. I mean, there's just so many. I've would, done so many good things. I would say I'd say the gig at the restaurant in Le Mans. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, right, you, you've you've got to tell that. You just yeah. say about the venue because you okay, told me about so that. Okay, so like yeah. in, I mean, Le Mans is famous for the re- you know the race. 
yeah. or, uh, and, and, and the racetrack. Yeah. But, you know, actually in terms of music, I mean, because we played in Angers the, the, the night after, and Angers is probably not as well known to an English person mm. as Le Mans is because of just the race. But actually Le Mans is, is a lot sleepier mm. and, it, you know, there was less going on because Angers is a big student town <laughs> and it's... Um, you know, there's you know the, the club Joker is, mm. was amazing, but like, yeah, yeah, there's so many. But in in Le Mans, like, it's just this tiny little restaurant cafe, it's and mad. fifty people it, tops. Like, if you tops, like, if you can't yeah. move, like, probably forty. I would say, I remember and I, ten or twenty outside. I, rem- I remember the picture that yeah. you you guys sent me. And well, it was we just like it just looked the guy mental. Who, the guy who runs it basically forages all. And, and, and sources the food kind of locally. Yeah. Only has a limited amount of covers each day, and just he works like, what nine to three. Yeah, just lunch. Beautiful, though, beautiful like lifestyle. Yeah. And um, it so was, we turned up, and he was just like he was like really chilled. He was like, eh, yeah. And you're like, were you in the right place? He was like, yeah. And he was just like picking beans, just like sitting there, having smoked with a bag hands, with a yeah, glass of wine, yeah. just going. Yeah, we were like, okay, so we sat down with a glass of wine. <laughs> and, so I'm just going to set up a venue like that yeah, in London. Yeah. I'm just going to sit outside a room. And the, you know, <laughs> apparently, even the, you know, there's an old lady who lives next door, so that's like two foot, probably through the wall from where I'm yeah. bashing drums. And just by the way, no one set up in the kitchen of the rest. Yeah, I'm playing in the kitchen <laughs> by the, you know, by the what do you, what would you call it? Like the well, the, the pass through, like the, the, yeah, the, the pass where yeah. you pay, you know hand the food through. So really, really kind of. Bizarre. At first, you are quite, you're quite anxious that, like, oh, is it gonna sound all right? And yeah. then you it doesn't really matter. It's just you know, and it. But it, it, it was the whole great, it was know. the whole process of it, doing that, meeting him, meeting, knowing what he does, how cool he was, playing the show, and it was like full pack people there, just really enjoying it. Yeah. And then afterwards, drinking with people, chatting, and then he sat us down and cooked us food, yeah. like his own food that he makes, which was incredible, yeah, like the best like, food I've yeah. ever had. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then. You know, smoking, and then go back to his house, and then he cracks out this bottle of brandy with me for me and him to have, which he found at his grandma's house, which was like a hundred years old. And we just sat there drinking it and chatting. It was just you know putting up in his own house as well, and still paying us. You know, and like you just think, you know, what an amazing sort of place and person. Yeah, I mean, there there's a lot of those kind of incongruous ones that would be easy to choose because because you turn up just they're just so unexpected. There's a a million stories that I've heard, and like when I had the USNLs guys on here, like Mm. the the stories from Europe, and I'm not gonna slate the UK venues because. Like there's a lot like, here as well that but, are kind of incongruous. Yeah. But but they but like the Europeans set a high standard. There's something like, about yeah. their relaxed kind of welcome welcoming yeah. that makes it so you turn up, like when we turn up you're like, What is this it? Like yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. Oh god, this is gonna be awful. Yeah. And then you realise the whole what yeah. it's about and you start really enjoying it and realising actually it's really special. Yeah. And just because it hasn't got a big amount of money behind it doesn't mean it's not worth doing. Yeah, no, no, no. and ironically, you probably paid the same. He, as well, yeah, that's what I mean. The, yeah, exactly. You know, I meant more like he doesn't have money. No, no, no. So I mean, like you're not got a massive yeah. PA, you know, it's yeah. or anything. But it's, <laughs> it was run by that guy. Oh, yeah. What, was, what his, was his name? Bruno. Bruno. <laughs> oh, Bruno. and he was like, he would literally put up one. He put up two speakers, and he was like. Oh, <laughs> it was just like it was just like so much work, and he was like complaining so much, wasn't he? Like yeah, about he was every, the sweetest he, man. He was so, so sweet, sweet, but like anything like, he had to do, he was like, "Oh, I'm knackered." <laughs> and what was he? What t- he was wearing the t-shirt of a band that was just like in English, and it was just this massive insult. Wasn't so it, it just, cocaine piss or something? No, like it was oh. it was something similar. It was like really, it was something piss, really like. offensive, <laughs> and just this old guy just wearing yeah, a like, t-shirt, something like "Shut up, bitch, and die." <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's this, this beautiful kind of uh, yeah. street scene yeah. with, like, people playing chess, you know, so friendship. With just a guy wearing shut up, shut up, bitch, and die. But, um, yeah, I can't remember the exact name of the band, but, yeah, he was, uh, yeah. He was a good laugh. So, yeah. moving on to the uh, what I find the most interesting. So, favourite uh, three, if you've chosen them, but mm. it might be sporadic at Probably. this rate. <laughs> we, can, uh, we can agree on a joint third, I guess. Okay, so top uh, gigs that you've been to as a fan. Like, of ever? Ever. Oh, my God. 
Well, I, we can, well we can, I, I, we did a... see, I did send you the questions in advance, man. Come I on, know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, 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 for nights. We, we have a joint one, though, don't we? So yeah, we let's start with that. So, so we got to see Proto Marta at Bethnal Green uh, Working Men's working Club. Men's club. <sighs> I really and, wish um, I was there. And it was a, it was the night before my stag do, and we were trying to be good. So when when was this? Oh man, what it must be like three and a half years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so, a, it's about that because I remember missing it. Yeah, and I was gutted. And um, yeah, so was which tour would that be? Would that be just before that Agent the, Intellect? No, no, no. I think. Yeah, no, no. Because they might did. Because right. I think yeah, they yeah. played the Chuckler. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I saw them at the Scala after yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was a little bit later. Yeah, it would have been. Oh no! It's just before relatives in the scent. Sorry. Yes. I think it yes. was. Sorry. It yes. was on Agent Intellect. Yeah. But then, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting the names mixed up. No, no, that's yeah. right. But um, yeah, they played the Chuckler. I'm sure at yeah. Bethnal Green Working Men's Club. And yeah, I, that I'm. Was a, it was a new song, and I was like, "That's a really good song." I'm so I'm yeah. I'm so gutted because so I got into them. I had no idea about them, and yeah. a friend of mine was like, "Oh, uh, do you want to go see Protomata?" And I was like, "Who the fuck are they?" And started listening to them. I was like, however, yeah. not heard Proto Marta. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I can't go. Yeah, and special. then, and then, so and then he went and he was like, you've literally missed one of the most amazing gigs yeah, ever. Yeah. It was so good, especially that venue, because it's just so intimate and like yeah. fun. It's kind of like Moth Club, but. Yeah, you yeah. took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Like, it's but exactly like Moth Club. It's probably yeah. Well, they're both working, working well, labor clubs, yeah. clubs or whatever they are. So, you know. But yeah, that was definitely a highlight because we got, you know, chat to them afterwards outside, you know, even oh. being as pissed as we were, yeah. you know, in that yeah. weird courtyard that you have to walk around the, like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Joe Casey <laughs> thought I was in the support band and I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I do play in a band. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you have a support on the next door? Because <laughs> I nearly didn't go because I was like, oh, I've got my stag do tomorrow in Bristol and I was like, I can't get pissed and I was like, we went and got hammered. <laughs> I was like, yeah. well, maybe it's a good warm-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was, it was definitely... A, like really memorable because like after that they just yeah you know, they didn't play think, like I just think their, their their music like I think they would probably agree but like it, it fits that type of venue yeah. you know the way that kind of well it's know, like Casey it's like kind of you know the way he sings and well, the way he performs it was yeah. like it felt like pretty apt to be in that room like it, you know it if felt, they were playing in an O2 like it yeah. wouldn't seem as appropriate you know? well it's like when I saw similar but different but it's like seeing Oxbow in Oslo for example like, I could not imagine I was there as well yeah oh yeah of course you were yeah <laughs> um, I, I c- couldn't imagine seeing Oxbow in a venue different to that like you need a low ceiling small room because if it's any different to that it would just be weird I think like, you need it to have a certain amount of like you don't get it doesn't get lost yeah in big venues things get lost you kind of like the kind of vision of it. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's like really wide space, like mm. when it's like there and you can only sort of focus, it makes it like that's exactly it. It's yeah. like it's like the difference between watching like a really good film in a massive theatre or watching it in a really small independent place. It makes you kind of feel more. But also like yeah, the the, the 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 kind of context of the the lyrics and the feel of the band as well exactly. to be in a room like that. It just I mean it's not a it's not a um, surprise that the video for private understanding is yeah. shot in almost you know a, a very similar, a very setting, similar yeah. setting so yeah. like you no know, I, I like that when you know that's why we're talking about these places like bad bond these you know these incongruous places because you know it it's nice when you play the music in an architecture that you know you feel like helps resonate what you're what you're doing it's it's, it's interesting you say that it's like um i watched a video the other day and i uh, so you know the audio tree um, sessions, sessions yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like Russian Circles is an example that was uploaded the other day, and they specifically chose like this very stately house, and they were pl- Russian Circles were playing in the library of this stately house, and they started playing, and you're like, how has no one done this before for like <laughs> a video for them? Because it literally fits perfectly, like. You think Russian circles, library in a stately house? Nah, it's not going to work. They start playing in that, and you're like, you just get sucked in immediately. You're just like, mm-hmm. this, like, how has no one thought of this before? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, like that coming up to what I put as one of my top three gigs was seeing Earth at Union Chapel. Oh, <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's yeah, move yeah. on to that then. I've seen, I saw Earth. 
supporting Piss Jeans, but it was at birthday, so yeah, it doesn't yeah, quite yeah. Well, I mean, it's so yeah. long ago. And God, God, God bless birthdays. I was talking about birthdays earlier. Yeah. Just like, yeah. RIP birthdays, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Christ>. Apart <laughs> from the disco lowdown. There was time I, I came out <laughs> once with a, a footprint on my chest from birthdays, because we yeah. played a gig and horror played after us, and I got in a pit with my brother-in-law. He lost his watch. He lost his too. watch, so I was trying to find it, and I got knocked over and someone stood on my chest. Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw Don sort of pile up in birthdays and just remember sweating so much yeah, in that yeah, video. It was, a, it was a hot one. But, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Earth are incredible. Like, I mean, if you put them in a setting like that as well, it's like, I don't yeah. know. It's like, they're amazing. They're like, so, um, it's kind of got that real spaghetti western kind of, mm. but doomy at the same time kind of vibe and putting that in a really beautiful setting and watching them with your, you know, mate. I mean, it was a long time ago. I think it must be about six years ago that that, gig was I don't know, but I always remember it mm. I always remember it just because it was so perfect in that setting for me anyway just that music with that in the background it was it was cool. really special nice yeah. next one for you oh god um, go on put you on spot. I, I, I think like kind of following on from that you know where, where Johnny's kind of picked somewhere that really fits mm. the music um I, I mean there's multiple examples of that over the years because like you know obviously been to Butlins. A lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Butlins. Um, no, I think um, I went to a festival in Croatia. What's um, in an old, it was it was called Terraneo, mm. um, and that was in an old barracks. And I, I remember seeing. I mean, I saw Future the Left there. Saw Swans. You know, it was oh, great. Are you going to the uh, Swans gig that's coming up in May? Uh, I. I don't. I don't plan to. I think we've got quite a busy May. So there's um, yeah, Swans are playing three nights in uh, May. That should be good. Yeah, Where? but I don't. Yeah, uh, I think it might be Earth actually. Funny enough. Oh, like East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The art centre. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know whether that's. Um, I think is I forget. I've just been. You know. Come on, over Johnny. The years, there's been so much stuff. Well, Johnny, you need to pick up the slack here. Okay. Okay. Well, look. What have I been to? Uh, what have you been to? Jesus, I thought you were talking about me. No, no, no. Uh, um, what have you been to? We went to see, like, the, the, the formative experience of, like, when we started the band. So, we I mean, there's, there's two gigs. Mets and Ceremony, we both saw it. Um, we both saw it at Old Blue Last. Mets' first show and in the Old, UK. And Ceremony's first ever show in the UK. At Old Blue Last, when it still had the theatre seats in the back, so you yeah. could stand on the I'm not sure it was Ceremony's it, first. Oh, well, whatever. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Never let the truth get in the way but of anyway, the But anyway, like, we used to always get these seats. We'd get there early because we we're fucking geeks and we'd buy pints. Amen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, really a early. strip of three old yeah. cinema seats. And we used to, yeah, put, we used to, we used to sit those. on them until it got yeah. crowded and as soon as it got crowded, we'd stand on them and you just had the perfect viewing point for this uh, crazy gig and like just drink. Like yeah, countless yeah. beers, yeah. and just so we used to always go to the Ogly Last and watch fans. But I think for me, like my favourite was only recently was seeing Hot Snakes because for the last seven, I was going to say I thought you were going to bring that one up. Seven years of every time they've played in London, we've had a gig. Every time they've played anything, they've we've had a gig. And then there was a one time when they were. When Drive Like Jeru. Drive Like Jehu, yeah. Jehu, yeah. sorry. Jeru. Always is it wrong. Fucking dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, um, they were creating uh, ATP and then fucking got cancelled. We lost loads of money like for tickets and we're like, for fuck's sake. And then oh, they... was that the... Oh, so, uh, yeah, so the, oh, that's when I, funny enough, Drive Like Jehu played the Iceland one. Yeah. I went to Iceland. That was like the last ATP. It was like Run the Jewels, Iggy uh, Pop, okay. Drive Like Jehu, Mud Honey... Mm -hmm. Uh, the bug, yeah. like oh, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. fucking amazing. But yeah, and then it was like a few months later and that. But but anyway, yeah, this year they just um, they had a gig. We actually had a gig booked in, and then like I was just Fell like, through, I was just like, well, I was like, was don't good. fucking well, book yeah. any so, more gigs. So I, similar thing. I missed Hot Snakes the last two times. The London show got announced. I was like, yeah. I'm I had my work party that night, so that's why I was like, I'm going to go to Bristol yeah, the next yeah, night. Yeah. So I went to, uh, what's the venue uh, on the boat? No, no, on the Thecla. The Thecla, so I went to the Thecla. We played the exact same gig they played in, in Glasgow, wasn't it? The, bro the it was broadcast. Like, yeah, it was like a couple of nights afterwards, and we had yeah. no idea that they'd done broadcast, and we we played... Um, well, yeah, we played there, and they were like, oh, Sam was like, oh, yeah, Hot Snakes were here. Like, I was like, do you not realise how fucking good <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What the hell? Oh, but, um, um, jo, 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 
John Reese. Honestly, he man. Because so I've been waiting to meet him for like 10, 15 years, and I think I was absolutely smashed. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you fanboy with it? Yeah, we were. Because me and Tom Parrish, who's you know, a friend, a, of, a friend of ours and a really good promoter. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, we started drinking stupidly at four, and the gig wasn't until like nine, and it just it's went fine. downhill. Well, it I went got, uphill I got quite sent, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I got sent a picture of Johnny with John Reese from afar. I, I yeah. saw that as well. <laughs> I got just Tom in his ear. Yeah, Tom sent me that I wrote as well. It, I wrote this into an interview the other day, being like, I've never seen a grin, you know, as big on Johnny's face. Apart from you know the day he was married, I've never, I've never but... seen a fucking scared There's man as it, much as John Reese. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that picture. The only picture I can compare it to is me and Josh Hom with a piece of uh, pizza in my face. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. it's almost like that moment all over again. Yeah, there it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I can't remember any of the gigs that I've been to, evidently. But um, yeah. So no, no other absolutely smashing gigs. I mean, I, I went to see Mogwai play the soundtrack that they did to a film called Atomic ah. at uh, the Barbican. Oh, nothing, and is it? Nothing, really. <laughs> That's one I've remembered. <laughs> but, like, yeah, again, just really, you know, just worked in that in that kind of, mm. in that space. And I'm yeah, just Snoop really... Dogg at Why Not? <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg at Why Not? Yeah, Hang played, on. Played, Hang on. I've played, not heard this. We played Why Not Festival and... Um, yeah, he was headlining the day. We have quite a record of having big kind of hip-hop rap artists so on bills. So that, we had that, Jurassic 5 at one point. That's not oh. when I told you all, mate, that I was going to propose to Rosie on a Ferris wheel. <laughs> uh, I hope Rosie hears this. She knows about it. Oh, off, okay, off that's my fine. <laughs> uh, that, that kind of right, sorry to like completely sidetrack. That completely reminds me of uh, what Guildfest used to be like. So you used to go and watch like Feed the Rhino or Dinosaur Pile Up and on the main stage it'd be like Madness playing or something like that and you'd be like well, we, five, we like five, I think on, five played one year. Yeah, we were, we, we were first on um, but it worked out quite well for us because we were like the first band of the whole weekend yeah. so everyone's really up for it yeah. and, and also the, the main right stage didn't beer tent. <laughs> <laughs> the main stage didn't open till later, so um, you know, actually yeah, we had a surprisingly you know decent crowd for for being one of our first ever kind of yeah. large festival experiences. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, that's right, me. Um, so um, obviously, this will go out well, hopefully next week sometime. But mm-hmm. um, so, what's going on with the band in the near future? Obviously, you've got tour coming up soon yep yeah so on wednesday uh which is the 29th yeah of january we're starting out in manchester yeah and then we go around um yeah we go around the uk until the 9th of um 9th of february mm-hmm. um, i'm not going to list all those no cities, it's fine but you can I'll probably sling, find I'll, a post there yeah. i'll sling them up all the <laughs> <ones>. <laughs> and then yeah we've got uh we've got a date in greece which yeah. is uh, Athens. Really, Athens, which is which is really exciting. You know, you don't expect. So, how did that you know, come about? Like, just really quickly. Uh, yeah. We played in uh, we played in Paris mm. um, at a venue called Supersonic, and uh, one of the promoters came to see us there. Mm. Um, uh, it's a promotion company called Primitive Music, who are really really good, and they kind of take various bands you know get get them over to get them over to Greece and um, you know get people playing in the venues there so yeah it was kind of a no brainer to do it because you know you don't you don't expect to kind of day. get that get that far and yeah. and also just yeah i haven't been to Greece in a long time so i'd quite like well, to yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's lovely yeah exactly yeah. i mean why not i mean it's just like yeah. you get asked to play a gig and you're happy to pay you to come and you're like you know yeah yeah, really get often to get out of trouble. No, it's going to be it's going to be an exciting one, and again, yeah. like one of these you know, beautifully incongruous yeah. experiences, yeah. which yeah. involves Any... a lot of food. <laughs> I would have yeah, yeah. yeah. A, lot, a lot, a lot of feta and fish. We don't go out um, really um, a lot, so we just oh. eat. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't, we're out. not one for partying, like when we go and play shows. So we just like to treat ourselves to good food. Yeah. So. Any any festivals, anything that planned in the summer or nothing you can announce yet? Uh, there's lots of very, very exciting things, but we, we can't very. say too okay. <laughs> very. <That's> a... <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there, I think there's 
I don't think any have been just look out for ones it. have been announced apart from um, Sunstroke, which is oh yes in uh, in Ireland. <laughs> oh yeah, so so let's. I'm just going to quickly break down Sunstroke. So okay. anyone who does hasn't seen the Sunstroke festival lineup, go and look at it. There's uh, just a very brief overview: Deftones, Gojira, Faith No More, Dinosaur Pileup. Um, Fucking hell, who else is playing? I can't even remember now. It's it's insane. Probably Feeder. No, <laughs> not Feeder. Uh, Black Veil Brides. Uh, obviously, everyone's favourite band, Black Veil Brides, Especially is playing. Chinese, yeah. Um, but yeah, go and check that out. That's in Ireland, so not that anyone's listening from Ireland, but um, please go to that festival because it is insane. I will be going to that. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, just look out, I suppose. Yeah, I think I think a lot of things, you know, obviously... That got announced. Oh yeah, Rebellion Festival, yeah. which is the kind of really oh, big oh the punk festival. Punk yeah, festival. Oh, I didn't yeah. realise you guys had been there. So. No, it's, no Manchester. Uh, Manchester. Blackpool. Blackpool. Oh no, Blackpool. I grew up in uh, kind of going on holiday in Blackpool. I didn't realise so you've been. You guys quite, uh, been announced for that. Quite yeah. funny to go back. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a really good festival. I've heard. Yeah, I've no, never been. But there's a lot of people who were asking for us to play it, and obviously mm. it is very much a kind of punk. Lineup, which I think we, you know, we we do fit on. We like punk. (laughs) (laughs) We like punk. Yeah, but other other than that, um, look out for. um, Yeah, I think lots of things are going to start. Stuff we can tell you afterwards, but not now. Yeah, that's cool. Um, And just very quickly, um, album up um, available to buy. If you still got copies, or yeah, um, there's there's copies in lots of good independent shops so Rough Trade have copies um, and also you can buy through us on on our Bandcamp which is john times two dot Bandcamp dot com shameless plug Um, and yeah uh, we hope you enjoy it yeah if you haven't heard it already definitely Uh, thanks guys for coming on that was uh, entertaining conversation (laughs) to say the least Um, and uh, yeah to people listening I'll catch you next time so thanks guys good evening Bye. Bye. Bye.